Welcome to the Knowledge Entrepreneurs Show, where we celebrate the innovators driving change in the education industry. At Edison OS, we work with over 500 knowledge entrepreneurs to turn their edtech ideas into profitable businesses. Today's guest is Oshin Chauhan. Oshin is currently building InfiSpark and she loves code. Oshin is an edtech entrepreneur, angel investor, and crypto enthusiast. So, Oshin, um, welcome to the Knowledge Entrepreneur Show. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time out. Thank uh, you for having me. Join me. It's my pleasure. <clears throat> Great. Um, so, Oshin, uh, before we get into the podcast, you know, with the questions and all those things, I'd like to uh, just talk a little bit about why uh, we're doing this podcast show so that, you know, both of us are aligned in the direction that we'll be talking for the next an hour or two. Um, so as the name says, right, it is a show dedicated to the knowledge entrepreneurs and people who are interested in entrepreneurship that surrounds education and knowledge. And um, we are a education mm -hmm. technology company, not that we teach these days, you know, people who are into education, they call themselves a tech company. Of course, they use yeah. technology to teach, but we build the technology behind that. So that's the kind of education technology company that we are. And all of our clients are into the education business, right? They are um, sharing knowledge uh, in one way or the other. Uh, we thought, th you know, for all the people that are outside who are teaching for some other company, who are training for another academy, you know, they might have their own ideas and they might want to do their own stuff, but they have no idea or they have no experience or knowledge to, you know, understand what exactly is happening, what it is to run a uh, knowledge company as opposed right. to teaching for a knowledge company. There are two different things. And although it, there is internet, there's so much of information, nothing can beat a real conversation with somebody who's running a company. And uh, a conversation with somebody like that, I thought will bring out a lot of value uh, to those people who are outside there, you know, listening, uh, not only uh, for them to understand what it takes to run a company, but it can also sometimes save them from deciding, oh, this right. is not my cup of tea because, you know, entrepreneurship is not easy. And um, that is also value addition. And that's how we look at this. And um, we will definitely be talking, uh, you know, about what you do. But uh, the focus, we are trying to keep the focus on the business aspect of how yeah. you do things. And uh, yeah, that's what this is going to be. Um, thank you once again uh, for joining me. And uh, my first question to you, Oshin, is a very simple, open-ended question to start off because, and it's going to be a little personal as well, because the first few minutes, I think it's important for us to connect personally to the listeners so that, you know, they know who Oshin is and, you know, what has kind of, you know, led her to this situation sure. that you are right now. So, Oshin, if you can uh, walk us through your journey from your graduation because the reason i'm saying graduation is when i looked up about you you seem to have already started doing a lot of things mm -hmm. while you were mm -hmm. in your graduation time itself so if you can you know share your journey your childhood yeah. how you grew up you know how did you end up in the computer science right so, so over to you Oshan. i belong to a very humble and modest family uh, wherein i was always encouraged and motivated to get all a's in academics have those 80-90%, you know, the girls, I think, in, who were a part of my batch were all scoring like 90-95%. And that is what I was aspiring to do. Like a very typical, regular Indian 
you know, not Indian family. So yeah, that's that's what um, I was sort of destined to. And then I uh, ultimately the aim was to get a job in one of these big MNCs. But for my parents, uh, surprisingly, for my parents, especially for my mom, she wanted me to be a professor, and my dad wanted me to be a doctor. You know, doctor because he was just fascinated about a you know young girl being a doctor. I don't know what. Maybe I would be able to take care of him when he falls sick, or you know, some sort of uh, you know he had some sort of fascination that okay, fine, my daughter, my daughter will be doctor. So that's what I was taught since my childhood. But then I was very grateful to have a parents who allowed me to actually choose and supported moreover to take up the career that I wanted to take. So when I in the 10th standard when I after after 10th actually when we were supposed to take up a subject and I was getting all these good marks in 10th I said that listen I want to take up engineering. Now uh, my parents my mom was okay but, but my dad was a little heartbroken because he wanted me to take a bi- you know bio and I knew that I couldn't do it. I simply couldn't and that is why I have huge respect for the people who are in medicine field. You know it's I just have a huge respect because I personally could not have done it at all. And then after that I uh, started uh, with my uh, you know 11 12 engineering preparation and all. Uh, landed up in one of those engineering colleges. Um, and there after you know so my graduation was done from a tier 2 college. Right, my post graduation was done from a tier one college, okay. so I was always very aspirational to pick up something, which is uh, which would mm. sort of put me at the same level, you know, or mm. give me an exposure to all of these big tech giants that I was willing to work mm. with, you know, um, work for, and that is yeah. why I ended up in exploring multiple programs by uh, these companies and ended up becoming right. a student partner at that time microsoft student partner you know it's it's very, it's run very differently now but at that time it was run in a very specific manner and i was fortunate enough to uh, get into it and uh, the twist finally came in when i was trying and trying you know you, you know what happens is that when you keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying after some point you know once once you're consistent there comes a point wherein uh, maybe a luck support you or maybe you just um, right. sort of get that one opportunity and out of all the opportunities that you have got you just land up somewhere uh, which uh, you know completely right. defines your life so that's what happened when uh, i got selected for um, the entrepreneurship program it was funded by the government of india it was by the government of, and also by the government of kerala and uh, i did a course there and it was a very hands on kind of a program so we were incubated in fact in feesparks my first company's name was not in feespark it was spark <laughs> you know so that was my first uh, company okay. and uh, we were working on um, some sort of a product in the healthcare space itself and uh, when i did that course believe me i was the only girl in that course to visit silicon valley along with 28 men 28 boys in fact <laughs> to us so wow. and i've never okay. met them before i have never met them i was most of the crowd right. was from south india and i absolutely loved the company that i had with them amazing folk i had a blast mm-hmm. uh, but then uh, it it's still very 
you know sort of it makes you conscious as a girl like okay fine i'm going i've never met these people and i'm going to us and i'm going to us for the first time with all these people so it was it was very exhilarating experience right. very thrilling went to us and i visited all these uh, offices met a lot of startups so i was exploring startup ecosystem there and then that is when i realized that listen i'm mm. too young to be a part of any company and to do any job i think i need my own space to actually figure out you know what i want to do in my life i'm like too young for this and that's where the brain totally rewired and then of course hmm. i participated in imagine cup which is uh, you know one of the india uh, one of the world's global largest one of the largest global technical competition uh, one india represent india at the worldwide stage all of that happened you know good stuff so all that okay. consistent hard work sort of started to you know show its um, colors and uh, and and when i was participating in imagine cup that was like a whole lot of experience altogether because you're competing with some of the best of the ivy league colleges that uh, you once dreamt of studying in so i was competing against harvard stanford right. oxford imperial college london upenn and it was it was it was quite uh, intimidating at first when you would go and it, at first talk okay. to people but then you realize that they are just as human as you are and they aren't making any jarvis out there so just be confident right. <laughs> and do what you actually have come there for <laughs> and and that happened yeah, and yeah. that sort of gave me a lot of confidence to move ahead in my life so when i came back i said my mom listen i can't right. do job right now theek hai i know that i have a good job offer in my hand mm-hmm. and uh, at this point i just want to have some faith in myself and i just want to start something of my own whatever it be so that's when i started with infispark which i right. actually bootstrapped uh i utilized all the industry connects which i had wow. or has made during as a student i was visible in the forums so that's why it was very easy for me to uh, sort of kick start that 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 journey for people to believe in me and when i started doing it it's been 6 right. years that i'm i'm running in and it's it's just scaling and scaling and scaling i mean and we're growing bigger over the time yeah so that's in a nutshell what has happened amazing amazing oshin uh, first of all congratulations on your journey uh it's inspiring definitely uh but anyway you know i'll keep that for the last but i have a lot of questions from whatever you spoke so far you know very interesting stuff so uh, this is uh, keeping in mind uh, you know a lot of listeners who are who might be having these questions as well so i'm also thinking on behalf of them so when you said along your journey you were a yeah. student partner with microsoft my first question is what is that all about mm-hmm. i did see your profile and i you know i wanted to ask you what is uh, mm-hmm. a student partner and you said it was different back yeah. then and it's different now right uh, what are the differences and how can it help students today so it's a four part question i'm sorry for piling it up but yeah. i yeah so I actually i believe me i owe my career to that program okay because the kind of exposure that i got wow. uh, there at a very early stage uh-huh. it's it's huge and you don't just mm-hmm. get it without talking to so many people or without being a part of that huge community so i remember at that time there used to be okay. 500 student partners across india and uh, i know that sounds like a really huge number but look at the number of engineering colleges in india at any point in time we are at least 5000 plus yeah. 
okay i'm not even counting the technical yeah. colleges or a polytechnic just the engineering college it's a huge number so uh, there used to be these uh, students who were chosen from different campuses uh, based on their technical competency communication um, someone who is you know outgoing someone who can do the tech as well as you know is quite outspoken so uh, so as to uh, learn about more microsoft technologies Oshi uh, sorry i'm just going to interrupt here and there just for clarity purpose so this is a program that you go and apply yourself yes it? you go and you apply <laughs> for yourself right so you okay. it's and it's a competition it's a huge competition actually you know okay. uh, to get into a program at that time yes it still was and i think it still is uh in, during our times mostly there was a community level structure wherein you would have some student partners leading certain chapters in these tier 2 and tier 1 cities and over and above as and when you move up the ladder you sort of you know uh, connect with the microsoft india team there used to be a very specific india team to handle all of this uh, i think mm-hmm. now the difference is that they have divided the entire msp into multiple levels so there's a alpha beta and three four le- types of level which you need to sort of clear and do some sort of activity to become or come up at par with that alpha level and then the privileges are according to those levels during our time okay. when you became msp you got really cool stuff you know you got apart from goodies by the way we used to get all right. the microsoft software for the free for free so we had wow. our office 365 uh, free per student partner there were five licenses which were given to us for one version Amazing. so it just did really accelerate our learning um, curve we used to get amazing benefits for microsoft azure anything that a student would require to learn um the microsoft tech and actually not just microsoft tech if you're good at tech and you need resources to deploy your projects to take it live they would help us with that and a lot of visibility so i i remember during my time um i interviewed i think the president of microsoft india uh, at that time when he was uh, uh, newly appointed so mm-hmm. a lot of exposure right so once right. Uh, you are just out there the opportunities keep on coming up and they give maximum visibility to these students um you know maybe if somebody if if you are one of those people who are, who is very community driven and mm-hmm. likes to do it this is a place for you Okay but what exactly do you do as a student partner So as a student partner we have sort of quarterly targets you know there are some uh, x number of workshops that we want to do there are some x number of learning paths that we have to go through uh there are some um some courses that we really have to do there are this some work that we have to submit at the end of every quarter okay so it acts sort of accelerates the personal growth at that time i remember during our times there used to be uh, the msp summit which used to be a prestigious event and uh, there are few msp which were all uh, called together gathered together to share what all they have done over the years which was the coolest event of the year at that time <laughs> i have lovely memories from that summit certainly yeah so where so from from the hometown that i belong to i i belong from indore and uh, that was one of the most happening community that has become the happening community over the years at that time okay. we used to have microsoft technical community we would call the people from all across the city do a lot of workshops every weekend was a workshop every weekend <laughs> there was something or the other which was going on yeah so it sort of made our lives very happening rather than going to a boring engineering college and just you know 
and uh, this was when you were doing your engineering i was doing my engineering at that time yeah and it uh, lasted all the four years where you were so i got partner. in when i was in second year it's okay. the second third fourth first year you're just mostly figuring it out what's going on <laughs> you know right right yeah. right so that's and you it. were uh, this partner for like 3 years yeah great man great and um so what happened after that so what was your next step uh, you know once you finished your engineering how did you leverage that uh, you know what are the best practices now for people you know who are listening who might be thinking okay you know this is something that i want to do becoming a student partner is one thing right but then there are things that you need to do things that you shouldn't be doing also yeah. and you know how did you use this to kind of get to where you are you know how to leverage it in the best possible way right so i have a lot of student partners by the way who have landed a job in microsoft ecosystem okay as a company when they were associated with microsoft i know a couple of them there are a lot of over these years consecutive imagine cup winners who have mm. you know finally landed a job in 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 the microsoft ecosystem because you know people do recognize them that okay it's a you know one of the toughest competition that you have won it well respected right. come for an interview right you just need to like really really just apply make good connects when you are um in the partner microsoft student partner ecosystem uh, make connects with the uh, people who can refer you later on you know because Got of it. your work i think that's that's something which is very um of prime importance uh but then with me my journey was a little different because instead mm. of getting a job which i was offered i mm. took a leap of faith and started something of my own um so yeah. but then that there also i leveraged all the connects that i had in the industry and that just sort okay. of in fact microsoft was one of my first clients by the way foreign fees work wow. and they still are we have been working for 6 years and i'm totally completely it's it's an honor to work with them and we that relationship uh, with every passing day goes stronger with every you know collaboration that we do i'm sure you know microsoft is a huge name and uh, i know people who work for microsoft and just as employees i understand you know how much pride they take and as a uh, as a partner i'm sure you know you have your own highs so uh, oshin um going back a little bit to again you know how you, you know what you said about your story i wanted to ask you another question uh you told me about the imagine cup so the imagine cup was also part of the msp thing or that's a separate thing? so yeah imagine cup is an open competition it's okay. one of the largest we in fact we call it olympics of technology competition for students okay so uh it's one of the largest global competition because the prize money is huge it's 100000 wow uh, it's okay. actually 100000 if you Uh, you know win it and uh, you as a student can apply for imagine cup in fact we just winded up semi finals i think very recently uh, in february itself so for next year you can certainly tune in the applications generally open up in november uh, time frame okay. and it gives you a different perspective so it's not a one time hackathon that you get into in mm-hmm. 24 hours you have participated and then you you know you get the results no it's not like that okay. once you are into the competition it's a journey for 6 months you know oh. you are into it there are multiple levels you have to cross india online submissions regional finals semi finals india finals and then you go at the worldwide levels and you you are still doing all of that quarter finals uh, semi finals world finals all so of six that six month again. competition that's what you yeah and it's a competition between a, one uh, 118 countries i guess and you are the india winner is it 
I'm the I'm, I used to be uh, I yes I've been you, in India winner wow. yeah uh, during my time and then um, I've also been uh, the quarter finalist at the worldwide level couldn't win it in fact surprising fact India has never won the worldwide imagine cup championship we are hoping to do that this year though <laughs> we have okay. been trying for it for quite some time it's a 22 years old competition now you know so it has a legacy of its own yeah it but when you are in it yeah but once you are in it yeah and it's very well recognized in uk in us especially imagine cup is huge in us so if you're one of those kids who are looking forward to mm-hmm. do your higher education later on you know um it's 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 going to add a lot of value to your resume in fact i suggest that every engineering student should at least once in four years participate in ic at least you know it gives you right. a different kind of exposure yeah. i mean it's not about winning right at least you know what's going on there okay you know you know how far you are from what's actually going on at least uh, or how near you are yes. yeah uh, fine yes. so uh, oshin uh, you finished your engineering you said you had an offer in hand but then you took a leap of faith and is that when you started in fispark yes i did okay okay so, so okay fine yeah yeah go on So I was really tired after being three years of being an MSP and traveling India, traveling the entire, uh, you know, going to US and multiple countries representation. I wanted to take three months of break. actually okay. you know and at that time these all these thoughts started coming to my head that you know no 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 i want to do something else i don't want to join any company i don't want to do this I, it's just a huge conflict and uh, then right. i took a advice of my brother who was i think 16 at that time and i just said listen i want to do this he said go ahead you probably didn't know anything about it just encourage me and then i was like okay fine now that you have said this i i want to do it <laughs> You mean like he encouraged you not to take up the job and you know do whatever you want like yeah, start up yeah. and stuff great yeah. great And great. and he's not the one he's not the only one I would say um so my parents of course supported me a lot uh right. I and I was extremely fortunate enough to have great mentors when I was uh, making these connects in the uh you know um ecosystem when i was working very hard there were few people who really really supported me um okay. and helped me uh, sort of frame up my mind that you know you can go and do beyond you know at that time so all these microsoft leads uh, the india team supported me a lot uh, now most of them are working in asia pacific some of them have become you know uh, grown ahead in their careers and uh, become the md of uh, some of these large corporations but they've really really helped they have really shaped up so in fact you know what if i have to give you one advice mm-hmm. and if you ever get a chance to choose up between a mentor versus be- being in any one of these like tier one campuses or ivy league campuses i would always choose to choose to have a mentor because that really accelerates your growth right and i have this one thing that i've realized that you know if your mentor is not harsh on you your career your your journey or your growth will be you know pretty constant like this but if you if your mentor really right. wants your growth right. and it's it, he or she is you know a little harsh on you then your growth can you know really accelerate and it it's, it can be very very steep so i truly believe in that concept very old school and uh, i'm very thankful to all the people who supported me 
Got it. No, it's very interesting that you chose to talk about, you know, um, without even me asking a question, You, I think you told a very important point at the right time. If there's an option for you to choose between having a mentor and be in one of those big campuses, choose a mentor. The reason I'm coming back to this is I had a podcast with another person. His name is Vamsi Kurama. He runs a software development company. He's based in Hyderabad. Um, he's also, you know, one of those young geniuses. And uh, when I did a podcast, uh, I asked him, you know, uh, Vamsi, when you look back, uh, do you think, you know, uh, he also finished his uh, engineering and he he rejected some amazing offers that he had. And then he chose to start up his own company. So I asked him, you think one, two years working could have probably helped you? He said, look, uh, looking back, yes, it could have gone either ways. But if there's one thing that I miss, it is having a mentor. Because he said uh, he had to solve a lot of uh, problems on his own. Um, that's, that's what, you know, uh, you reminded me of this particular thing. So I think the more I talk to, the more people talk about having a mentor, I think probably, you know, um, coming from people who've experienced it, it's going to be easier for young people to make a decision, even if they do not realize it at that point in time. So it's great. And, uh, Oshin, uh, so you said, I, I'm assuming, you know, your MSP okay. stint itself was so hectic <laughs> and much, it yeah. felt like you were in a job. Got it. Got it. So I think probably you might have got some some amount of experience being an MSP that, you know, you may not have missed being in a job or something mm. like that. So that's what I see from this. Um, one uh, Okay, the next question for me is this, right? So you said... Okay, you've been in that hectic atmosphere, you wanted a break, and then you wanted to start up your own company. Now, did you only have the clarity that I do not want to, you know, work for another company? Or did you also have some clarity about what exactly you wanted to do with your startup? I had some clarity. I wanted to continue to do what I was doing, actually, because I have become so good at it. So you were, so you wanted to do whatever you were doing as an MSP, but you wanted to do it in your, for your yes, company. Yes. And at a much larger scale. Ah. Got it. So that's how the idea of in, uh, in, yeah. uh, InfiSpark was born. Yes. 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 So how do we bring all these programs, which are in corporates, uh, not just Microsoft, but also from Google, Amazon, Facebook, you name it, we have worked with all of them. How do we bring these programs in to uh, the campuses? Right. There's so many free offerings which are out there. Uh, Everyone is trying. Each one of these big companies, global tech giants are trying to promote their own technology. But is it really reaching uh, the masses? Right. India has a huge population, huge number of engineering campuses. I'm going to I'm going to stop you here. I'm going to interrupt. So sorry, because I think you're talking about something for which, you know, I'd like to put a proper structure with the question. Uh, I think uh, you can continue because that will fall under that. So. What is InfiSpark and what do you do? What problems do you solve? So, right. So, we at InfiSpark, we are trying to bridge a gap between industry and academia. That's sort of in a nutshell, which is which is also our tagline. So, we work uh, in partnership with corporates, uh, universities, mm-hmm. student communities uh, to empower the young students. And we try to bring in the programs from all of these uh, big corporates into the university ecosystem of India, right? Trying to upskill youth. So we have sort of, um, you know, divided ourselves or most of the work that we do over the years into one being very traditional because of which InfiSpark was formed and that to bring in 
most of uh, these offerings to the students uh, and you know sort of digitally transforming these campuses and then now uh, you know wherein when we see that there's a huge gap between or skill gap between what is required in the industry versus what is there in the academia uh, we have also started to work with universities to directly upskill youth uh, with a short crisp two to three months sort of a program and then making them employable you know on what is there of the industry uh, let's say for example cloud ai all of these technologies so mostly these are the two main wings that we are working with uh, because of also over and above because of my very keen interest in the skilling ecosystem of india and uh, uh, looking at uh, or because i've been very connected to the education you know over these years um, we have also from the last two years working very uh, proactively in the csr space as well uh, so as to okay. uplift uh, the students in the polytechnic colleges and the idea is to so yeah mostly uh, we do a lot in the skilling space not very um you know specific to very one um you know use case but we but we do a lot of work in the skilling space in multiple areas got it roshin i'm just going to uh, you know uh, uh, look at it from a business perspective and i'm going to like ask you some basic questions i'm 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 really trying to get the business model around this uh, that's the reason why i'm going to ask you the next few questions so you said infispark is helping bridge the gap between corporate and academia Perfect. Right. I think that's something that we've been needing from a long time, and you're doing it in the tech space. And I think we yeah. need this for every industry out there because mm -hmm. what is being uh, done in college is so different from what's being done in the company out there. Exactly. Yeah. So um, when you say you're bridging the gap, right? So you are taking programs that are already offered by these tech giants. Yes. Okay. And what is the value that you add here? So we. these corporates most of this uh, most of these corporates they don't have the kind of bandwidth um to run these programs by themselves they are okay. small team of 2 3 4 5 people you know okay. there's there's okay. even though um, you know there are large numbers on the table with the but then those large numbers are you know globally employed the number of people who work in these big corporates but when you Sorry. talk about india teams or teams very specific to subsidiaries mm -hmm. there are very less number of people who are working there right so they work a lot in the concentric circle through partners like us you know mm. who can actually on ground deliver these programs uh, you know when it's needed to be done so for example i'll give you an example yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so we were one of the largest partners for implementation of microsoft teams during the pandemic pandemic times okay okay so when the pandemic hit us um, you know all the universities had to you know switch to an online model right right and that is quite tough to do by your own because you're taking the whole university and the university sizes in india are 10000 20000 30000 yes. it's yes. huge right it's a huge implementation that you're doing it's like managing the entire corporate all together you know right. and getting those people to use teams as a platform getting mm -hmm. them to understand what your policy structure should be and then finally digitally transforming the campus uh that impossible for these corporates to do all by themselves right mm. they need the tech support they need the 24/7 help desk they need uh workshops lot of workshops to make right. people actually use it so right. yeah i mean we have also designed multiple programs not just 
you know very tech specific but let's say this multiple student ambassador program something that i was a part of i started actually doing it for the corporates so there's a possibility that if you're a part of these student uh, partner programs our company is the one who is running at the back end so yeah <laughs> there's a possibility got yeah. it great so when you say you help them deliver the program so you actually go and you know physically uh conduct a seminar sort of a thing and yeah. you transfer the knowledge to the students a to z a to z okay. so we okay. work more like an extended arm of these corporates right okay Got so it. we are like an extended family okay we're just a part of your team you know but except that we are a separate organization so we customize a lot and then yes everything that they want to do or the kind of impact that they want to have in the universities um and what is that universities are demanding or what what is that they are looking for the student we bringing all those energies and deliver those got it and uh, you hire um uh, you know at infispark for positions like uh, trainers program managers trainers okay. we okay. at this point so trainers there are some which are full time there is there are for very specific technology uh, you know we work on the freelancing basis as well so if you are a trainer in a particular technology and you want to apply for us just go to infispark's linkedin page just apply with us you would love to okay. have you in our ecosystem yes so of course i mean there's a basic structure of a company you know multiple right. roles but then a lot of them are program managers assistant program managers placement coordinators because we're mm. doing that as well um yeah so these are some of the positions that we hire for great and uh, what's your team size at this point or infispark at this point 25 plus and minus great okay. and uh so uh, do you have a territory within which you're supposed to operate uh, when you're a partner with microsoft and the other tech giants no we work pan india so we have okay. delivered workshops in almost all the states of india most of the states and yeah. uh, there are also multiple companies like you who are doing the same thing i would say exclusively the how broad we are there are maybe less companies who are doing there may be very niche in one space or you know maybe some of them have become channel partners to sell most of the products we are not really the channel partners we are not interested in selling the products of these company a lot right we are mm. helping them becoming an extended family so yeah we are pretty unique in in our very own terms but there's yes there are a couple of them which are kind of working in the similar domains but then our clients love us because um we do a lot of de- detailing and a lot of heavy lifting and that comes because that's what i've learned all these years you know to be very more detailed the kind of work that i was doing as a student partner and very hands on experience which i've had that's the culture i have built in my team as well and they all tend to follow it so yeah great and um do you also help students uh, with getting jobs in this process is that also a part of the thing that you do yes for some students who enroll with us in the sort of detailed programs which are actually paid programs which we are doing with some universities so they go mm-hmm. through these uh, two to three months of short term programs you know okay. and mm-hmm. then once they have completed let's say 80% of their mm-hmm. um course that's when we help them with the job assistance as well and believe me there's this ample of opportunities out there you just need to be skilled right i do get the requirement every now and then uh, you know for one thing or the other but then there there's not there's not 
enough skilled people here skilled people to take okay. that up sometimes i actually don't have enough good good enough resumes to send when i get receive a requirement to be honest okay requirements from these uh, tech giants that you're working with tech giants and not really tech giants so, mm-hmm. um working for these tech giants are very different right because they are higher from the top tier one campuses or you need to be very extraordinary student if you want right. to get there maybe an imagine cup winner or something but then you don't realize as a student that there's an ample of opportunity when you work in the partner ecosystem of these these companies as well okay ah, so uh, let's say tomorrow you're working in amazon aws you have an aspiration going there but then you what you don't realize is that there are so many implementation partners for aws you know right. who are implementing and helping a lot of startups like yours you know maybe right. you know uh, to to launch and uh, they need aws experts every other company which is every other website every other software every other saas product which is hosted on aws needs people to manage it so you have to right. think beyond just getting into an amazon in aws there's ample of opportunities out there you know and uh, if you stick to any one particular technology and you master it you can get placed in any of these with any of these partners you know they are in constant need and they are hiring these partners are hiring in bulk numbers like really like huge numbers so it's not that there's just one or two open positions but for freshers the you can you can get a good package up to 6 lakh and above at the very beginning you know which is quite rare in for the tier 2 campuses in india actually it is yeah great uh, so there are always you know opportunities are always there it's just that you know students need to kind of skill themselves up to meet those requirements great and um just one more question about you know students and the way you help them uh, so far you know we've been talking about the tech side of uh, you training but um i'm sure you must have seen a lot of gap in communication skills as well some people uh, you know go to the extent of saying that you know 30% is what is your tech skills but you know 70% is all the other things of you know what makes you a well rounded uh individual so do you also offer help in that aspect of students yes uh, and in fact it's needed you know what it's 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 quite needed and you know whenever we are working on these job assistance on any programs that we do on any of the programs i'm talking about not just in fees in in fees park but unis park or she loves code any program that we do soft skill is one of those aspects where it's needed for you to dedicatedly 20 hours as um, somebody who's running a program you know for these students irrespective of whether they are what part of india are they coming in from okay or what sort of communication level that they that these students have i strongly believe when we impart our soft skill trainings we focus a lot on what is that is needed for you to be really interview ready okay right. so and this is something which i would um, recommend to all the students that pay attention rehearse some questions and you don't have to be a rote learner but at least go through some sort of a mock interview some sort of um, you know find or at least rehearse some sort of answers which is pers- which are personalized to you okay and uh, when we take these soft skill or employability centric training most of our sessions actually resolve on around resume building very very important what mm. sort of photograph to have and what selfie right. not to have 
you know so right. i've seen students putting up weird selfies on their linkedin profile on their resumes which is not how it's supposed to be there's one session which is specifically dedicated to what to wear what should be your interview etiquettes as a man how you should dress as a woman how you should dress in an interview students who are coming fresh out of college are not aware of these etiquettes so you know what when they say like that 70% of 70% is actually your soft skills it encompasses all of this and not yeah. just how fluently you can speak english okay i yeah. hire candidate based on how could their behavioral skills are you know mm-hmm. so if you are consistent and you're good at behavior even though you don't have any x factor i would still hire you because you are a reliable person for me you know how can you do all those projections in your interview that's i feel that's very very important prepare yourself elevating pitch you know when somebody asks you tell me about yourself um you should be able to tell about yourself right, right. um you know and, and very basic questions strengths weaknesses rehearse those so we focus a lot on this so it's like a very squeezed you know 20 hours kind of a training in most of our programs where you get most of the information that you need for cracking an interview right and over and above of course when it comes to mostly english communication that's a long term bet you you have to put an effort to polish yourself install an app like duolingo i think it's it's a fantastic app to for anyone to sort of get started and stick mm-hmm. to it go up to the uh, highest level possible and you will be good but just put an effort got it oshin so uh, oshin um apart from all the things that you do uh, for infispark i'm sure there's this one topic called revenue and i'm sure as an entrepreneur one of your eyesight is also on how to increase that revenue right ah, um so how do you go about doing that so what are your plans or you know how do you acquire more projects or let's say for example if one of your businesses is getting more students to enroll into your courses you know how do you go about doing that so um number one the one, one thing definitely is um good work and good work and good work within feespark i've been very lucky enough to always have less number of people working on the amount of projects that we have had right, right. so right. instead of you know focusing and i i'm telling you instead of focusing a lot on marketing a lot on spending a lot of money in the you know a lot of marketing activities that we are doing there self posting about it your work should should say a lot so if you're doing your work with a lot of honesty yeah. and you're visible in the ecosystem where you're supposed to be being there you know at the right time and just being helpful i think kindness is very much underrated in the business right so every right. time my clients come up and um, ask me on you know the, i'm stuck here can you help me with this we try to become their left hand honestly we we try to help them as much as possible whether it's a part of scope of project or not we do that so i think i've i've hardly never had any conversation with any of our clients uh, talking about this was not a part of the project i think i've never used that phrase in all these 6 years in my life and i'm very proud of it and so wow. are so is my team and uh, 
if you sort of achieve that it it's very easy to bootstrap and sort of self view okay mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then as an entrepreneur you also have to think about a lot about sustainability and scalability okay yeah. and that is where um like i told you in the beginning i come from a pretty modest family a very humble background and uh, i didn't want to to end up as an entrepreneur um you know struggling very hard for the years and you know in the end giving it up uh, right. you know just because or i would have been successful who knows but then i sort of chose a safe bet like mm. more for me it was more of a right way to do the business rather than chasing another round of funding you know so I, i i started my journey very old school started with the services business so that mm-hmm. i become financially stable my mm-hmm. company at any point in time has a run through for you know x number of months minimum 6 months one year um uh, and Amazing. then over over the time uh built on something which is more scalable and sustainable and so after all these years gaining the experience in the education industry I started to work on my new initiative which is already launched and running and uh, it's called a shield of scout it's very Sheila close to my heart I'm coming and, to that <laughs> yeah so that's where so we that would be one um area that I'll be focusing a lot on in the next 2 uh, to 3 years yeah great great so you mean to say that you kind of brought uh, you know got infispark to that position where it can go on a bit of a cruise mode and then yes. you know you can focus on she loves code okay yeah. no uh, i do i'm going to come to she loves code uh, i have a lot of questions on that but before we uh, move on i just want to ask you probably the last few questions about infispark so what uh, you know what are the teams that you have um, or what are the teams that you need for infispark to you know kind of sustain the way it is right now ushi teams as in teams uh, in the example. sense you know do you have a sales and marketing mm, uh, team yeah. uh, do you have an hr team multiple departments yes yeah, departments. so i i think i think one of the largest blunders i would say um, yeah. you know that i did during my business journey was i didn't cons- i didn't i didn't consider mm-hmm. or understood the importance of hr mm. you know what when you have a small team and you are a team of 4 5 people and you have so much going on and you're right. not able to just find a time to cater to right. any one of your employees and you're just sitting there wondering why am i not able to find right set of people you mm. know what you need an hr okay right. it's going to fix a lot of things in your right. company because we as an entrepreneur think that you know what hr is some sort of that's the work that i can do by myself you know mm. that's the work i can you know maybe i'll just appoint one admin person who will be able to do it for this it's good it was a nightmare for me to operate without an hr so by the when the right. hr actually uh, bought you know when when um, when i finally got an hr for my company things mm. started to to really uh, i started to find the solutions of those problems which i was facing over the time a lot right. second most important very very important aspect is see if you are a business owner and i'm giving i'm still giving you a very less, you know appropriate amount if if you if you think that your company is doing a revenue of more than 100k usd theek mm-hmm. hai get an assistant you need it right you you really right. need it i was one of those people who was always busy always on the laptop always doing everything by myself i was such a bottleneck for my company i can't tell you 
and i was right. oh, and i was like i am not even able to do the business you know i am not able to bring in the business i'm not able to work on my business objective and i'm always busy it was beyond frustrating you know right. and uh, then i realized that okay it is a time that i get an assistant for myself so so that not everybody is reaching out to me for every little subscription for every little um, you know aspect that i need a little i just need you know 5 seconds of rashid but that's 5 right. seconds there are 50 people you asking me exact people it becomes 500 seconds and then exactly. that takes up a chunk of your yeah 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 it and it so requires my brain power and i was constantly missing out on the things uh, you know i was it it was it was so uh, it had become so uh, such a nightmare right um before i actually realized that i needed an assistant you know right. had i known this i would have gotten it way before so and after that i have a wonderful assistant now she manages everything that does not require a brain power basically everything is automated everything is outsourced and she has kind of you know helped me get my get me together put together or yeah so that's uh, is that gargi yeah that's gargi oh, you shout out Great. to her i yeah. absolutely love her <laughs> she's the one who manages my calendar uh, what am i supposed to do in a day to all the requirements documentation she's she's very good at it that's what she focuses on um and assistants mostly have that insane ability to just remember everything right so uh, i as a founder i just drop in a voice note not even sometime any time it's not even a whatsapp message and i assume it to be sort of uh, taken care of and it is taken care of so once i've given it to somebody the expectation with an with an ear is that listen now it's in your court you have to come and follow up and yeah. believe me try and build a culture in your company wherein you know it's a responsibility of the people who are reporting into you to get a response right. from you you're not responsible for giving a response to them just because mm. there has been a one email which has come up because mm. people have to understand that you as a founder or ceo keep really really busy you right. know right. and yeah. uh, we genuinely want to respond to as many things as possible uh but then it can go you know it can sometimes get things start to get a little out it of time it can slip yeah very much very much and it happens with me all, almost on the everyday basis believe me <laughs> so yeah you spoke about uh, hr team and then you spoke about uh, having an executive assistant apart from having you know talking about your departments i think this added a lot of value because i can i could clearly see the difference between organizing this podcast with you as opposed to the people that i organized with in the past right mm-hmm. because uh, there was somebody else following up with me and all those things because even today when i talk to entrepreneurs you know founders i talk to them directly and get their time and you know schedule a podcast it makes a lot of difference i mean if it can make a difference to the guy who's getting an appointment imagine the kind of difference that it can make for that person so i think to all the entrepreneurs listening or aspiring ones i think uh if you think it's an expense uh, it looks like it's not an expense it's an investment so oh, very yeah. much very much yeah. and uh another i mean i would i would like to add on so of course i have a lovely assistant and um she's of course full time at infispark uh 
but there are companies and this is for all the founders who can't really afford to have somebody full time okay so if you are a founder who who do not have who can't afford a lot you know and uh, you don't want to have somebody like absolutely 100% full time and then there are companies um you know and i would like to give a shout out to grow up va here they okay. are absolutely amazing folks who understand the uh, the requirements of founders really really well who mm. offer the virtual assistants okay? okay so the grow up is it yeah grow up va so okay. these are the people who literally just offer the assistants a uh, virtual assistant uh, who are operating remotely and uh, uh, can dedicate like up from 2 hours up to 8 hours uh, so right. you can choose a package for 2 hours 4 hours 6 hours 8 hours so that's a very interesting okay. business model that they have i'm a become right. a huge fan and uh, they don't they not only give the virtual assistants they also give digital marketers they give um, accounting folks you know mm. so if you if you're a founder and you're like okay i can't really hire somebody as a full time hr or full time right. uh, assistant hire them so that this one person is deployed in four companies by them but it's still taking care of you in Got the it. in the need so yeah i think that's a very interesting model and solves a lot of problem for a lot of small business owners got it oshin so you said uh, i was going to ask you but then you already said that you know if you're going if you're doing a revenue of 100k us dollars uh, that's probably when you need to have a hr team and yeah. your uh, executive assistant uh, would you also have a number uh, you know do they also have to say okay if i have so much of people if the if the if the team size is x Uh, do you have a number for that? Let's say, uh, do people have to look out for having an HR when they have five people in their team or ten people? How does that work? Does it even See, work like that? Mostly three. You want to start looking out for an HR. What if if you're looking to expand? Okay, so if you yeah. are let's say three people, three to four people in the team, that's fine. With me, the challenge was that I had so much of work, and I was mm. not able to find the right set of people for yeah. my company. you know at right. that time because i was not able to simply do the hunting by myself that's not right. what my core competency is my core yeah. competency is actually bringing the business keeping you know keeping people happy or keeping my employees happy uh, do what best i do but then right. scrolling through the linkedin profiles and finding the right set of candidate and you know making them interview negotiations all of that this is not my competency and i neither do i want right. to get into any of that so if you're looking that listen my company needs people and if you're thinking and you have that amount of work actually wherein you want to scale from 4 to 10 to 20 to 30 you certainly do need hr if you're not able to do it then this is your answer probably got it great that was very insightful oshin and what are the other departments you have apart from hr and the executive of course you need a separate accounting department for mm. accounting and compliance do you have in house or do you outsource it outsourced outsourced okay. outsourced okay. as a founders as a small business owners i'm telling you outsource as much as possible mm. okay so that when you want to shrink your team size because of very uh, you know in in tough times let's say covid or you are not getting another chunk of funding you are able to scale down really easily okay so you want to have some core people in your team work right. try to work on a hybrid model if it's possible and there are companies who are doing that there are startups who are literally doing that the other day i received an email i don't remember the name of a company uh, who was reaching out to me because they wanted to leverage teens 13 to 18 years of teens okay. to help you get an outreach for more people fantastic model wow. why wouldn't i go for them 
it's an outreach model so it's up to you as a founder you want to be really really smart work mm. on a hybrid model if you can mm. if you don't want to if 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 you think that you can you won't be able to sustain uh, this for a long time work on the contractual basis with the people you know mm. and there will be people who will be happy to contribute just need to figure out the right way what you need okay and that's an accounting team and uh, what about the sales and marketing is that all you it's it's mostly me and i have another um sort of business executive with me who works mm-hmm. there are two mm-hmm. of them and uh, they work very closely with me so the first call of the day i have is with them ah because this is the mistake that i realized that i was doing everything else mm-hmm. except actually building the business because i had uh, before my hr and my ea and all of that so whenever these people reach out my assistant has a very clear understanding that if there's a need for the call uh, the time slot at first will be given to these people priority is there priority yeah. is very much there you need to have a very solid delegation system very very Please. solid needed much needed and you know what that ain't getting developed over the night you have to spend a lot of time you have to train your people as a founder right. you will have to put in that you know 6 uh, to 8 months of effort so yeah. to to get it sort of moving um you know and it's going to be different for everyone else i'll tell you i i mean i considered it as a joke but this is the reality you know our one of our, as a founder one of our full time jobs is to actually just keep giving otps <laughs> i know i know i i know because uh, at uh, edison deepak <laughs> does this all the time i know and i got so frustrated at one point i said i'm not going to give any odp you know so literally kargi had to sit down and change my number and email address from everywhere and put it at a common number which is specially hand- handled by her so right. now the only kind of messages is this was stuck we reached out to kargi and now it is done you know it's so this is how it works so i just get an update message that's it great great that's a nice solution to that problem i think a uh, lot of people might take a leap from this uh, great uh, before i move on uh, oshin i just have two more questions uh, just to uh, you know address the trainers out there now the reason i'm going to ask you this is your company uh, deals a lot with training and you also said a communication skill so there are technical trainers and then there are communication trainers right. now to those trainers uh, from both the domains who are listening to this right what do they need to do to uh, become better at what they do and if they have entrepreneurial aspirations what is it that you'd like to share with them you know where do they have to start see they already are solopreneurs first of right. all okay right second is you know what in this particular ecosystem let me tell you of course it matters that how good you are connecting with the audience and your training skill but let me tell you the market is so saturated almost a lot of trainers are good at what they do mm. okay right they have the experience they have been teaching in corporates in universities mm. um you know and 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 they're good at what they do they have the required set of certifications all of that is there but you know what it really makes us work with a particular trainer and you know even though we have a pool of these 200 plus trainers uh, you know at any point in time to pick and choose for specific technologies but then there are some set of people 
who work with us on the freelancer basis and we repeatedly keep working uh, with them they are the first set of people that we reach out to you know why because they are very much customer centric hmm right i think it is that quality of customer centricity in the trainer ecosystem let me tell you i feel is completely missing and i'm telling hmm. you after uh, you know working in this for years hmm. you know and having been a trainer by, by myself when i started with infispark i'm hmm. telling you the customer centricity is totally missing hmm. you need to as a trainer have some of the basic things in place and i think that that will take you a long way you know so you know i think uh, i thought that the only i was watching this video of akshay kumar and okay. in fact uh, surprisingly i was also i mean you not surprisingly coincidentally i had okay. also attended the hindustan summit in which he was speaking that you know people work with me just because i come on time and the project will get completed right. right right so that's the kind of discipline and image uh, you know reputation that he has built over the years if you can get that right it will make everyone work with you over and over again brilliant that's just the reality and trainers are not able to cater to that oh my god unfortunately okay. most of them so as a training you need to realize that what is that i can offer over and above hmm. right you should not be centric around okay i'm just being paid some x number of dollars uh, per hour basis i'll come i'll do my job and i'll get over got it you know just be aware that okay what is your participants are going through are they able to actually learn are you able to uh, offer and support even after you know uh, that 2 hours of session have you given an additional notes some sort of a structure for participants to go through and right. we as a company have to go and ask all of this to them that provide right. this why should we be doing it that's something that you excel in that's what you do for the living so you should have these tick marks already up in place already right. you know right. and uh, be open to take up feedback i think mm. somebody who is starting up new mm. please be open to take up feedback okay most of the trainers are not so mm. for let's say for a particular topic that you try to teach let's say mm. soft skills okay mm. uh, a soft skill is a very big agenda but even if you take up a tech skill i'm i'm saying right. you know any skill uh, you know that skill really well as a trainer okay right. but then your audience is different could be different there are so many pay after placement initiatives who want the students to be placed so you would right. they would want you to teach that particular skill in a particular manner to these students so that they get placed okay right. you, when you are training the same a, a different kind of audience let's say in corporates you are imparting that skill so that that particular audience can further go ahead and build a product okay these are two separate right. audiences so when it, when right. um your employer comes and ask you for such differences don't be offensive about it we are not pointing out to your trainings mm. we are not pointing out your capabilities mm. we just want you to customize it's your need, need right and somehow cater somehow right. most of the trainers are not able to cater to this unfortunately in this um scenario uh, in or oh, you know over the times what i have worked with them they don't they just don't have the basics right 
No, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I asked this question, Oshin, because you know you started off saying that you know what the market is saturated. A lot of trainers are really good at what they do, but then you know you ended up giving a lot of constructive feedback uh, where you know trainers can kind of reflect on, and there are there 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 seems to be a lot of areas for them to kind of address and get better at. So. Yeah, I think this is a great, yeah, uh, yeah. insightful and and uh, I'm feedback. telling you, for example, um, in India, I'm I'm telling you, the way we as a company work, or uh, this is a very small business nitty-gritty, but I face it on the everyday basis, and that's where, uh, you know, that's why I want to bring it up for whoever is listening and whoever is interested in this field. Have patience, okay? Right. So we, as yeah. Infispark, I'm very proud to say that because we are bootstrapped and we are cash rich company, we have never defaulted on any of our payments. You know, over these years, right. because we built we built the structure very slowly and sustainably, right? Um, right? And but for us as a company, when we sort of clear the payments of all these vendors that we have, and we have hundreds of them, okay. We right. really don't want to work with somebody who is literally breathing down our neck uh, and not patient enough to receive the payment. So a 30 days in India, 30, 60 days, in fact, is a very standard payment terms, 30 to 60 days. It's okay. After the job yes, is after you submit the, the invoice. Okay. Right. So let's okay, say a trainer it, submits, you know, on, let's say on 15th of February, the training is done. If you have raised the invoice on 30th mm -hmm. of February, then you wait, sorry, 28th of February, then you wait for another one month for it to be cleared without following it up on every single day, you know. Uh, and it. there are invoice guidelines that every company has, which it, hmm. it seems like getting really into the nitty gritty of the business. But this is a challenge out there. This really is a challenge, huge challenge uh, with the trainers. So that, uh, you know, Reliability to a question, hey, but I would say uh, understanding and trusting the processes, right? That that is also somewhere I feel is quite missing in India. Accepting that this is how this ecosystem works as far as the training yeah. thing is concerned. You you Got work it. with Got any it. corporate. Take uh, when they work right. with TCS, Infosys, Cognizant, and Capgem and ITech Manager. You're waiting for 90 days, one year, I don't know what time to get your payments done. But when it comes to SMEs, right. you tend to penalize. And I think that's sort of unfair. Because it unka kya hota hai na, ki sab kuch hai. Humne kar liya hai, you know, that's that's how their brain operates. Got it, Oshin. Great. Um, I think um, thank you so much for you know opening up so much about InfiSpark now. I would like to move on to actually, you know what? My, I thought my agenda was going to be mostly about She Loves Code because that's what was really yeah. attractive to me. But InfiSpark, I was wondering what exactly is InfiSpark? You know, I just couldn't figure things out when I was going through your LinkedIn and all those things. So thank you so much for, you know, patiently explaining how each and everything works. She Loves Code, though, it's very, uh, you know, I if I go to the website, I get what She Loves Code is because there are also other schools that I know who do similar work. Uh, but I do have some other questions when it comes to she loves code but before that uh Oshin, uh please talk about how was uh you know a she loves code born uh when did the idea come up to you and all those things and then i'll ask you some other questions so on, uh, so know, this was a year code. ago okay they were i've traveled more than 200 plus universities across india 
during my entire span of career and um, there was uh, a definitely skill gap which i was you know sort of observing but then there were so many good initiatives which were coming up to address that like you have pointed out right there are so many of them and i'm and i'm very proud of the way the ecosystem has evolved uh but then when i actually interacted with a lot of students in these initiatives when i interacted when in fact i uh, sort of you know enrolled myself just from the learning standpoint uh you know because i wanted to brush up on my coding skills so i'm also very hands on uh, you know uh on everything that we teach so i tried exploring and you know what i realized there was some very very key factor which i realized in most of these classes you look at the male to female ratio it is 80 20 80% of them are being male candidates okay and uh, i would i would like to tell you a story about and uh, a, a quick experiment which was done and that will help you understand that where where was she loves code actually born so there was an experiment which mm-hmm. was conducted in uh, uh, one of these schools in us and uh, there was this nice amazing teacher who walks up to the classroom of girls and boys both co-education and gives a very tough problem competitively tough problem to solve uh, for a fifth standard student so the students belong to fifth standard but that problem statement belong to eighth standard so it was very hard for any which way for any student to solve naturally and all of them okay. uh, all these students in the big name became thrilled to solve it and uh, mm-hmm. they were trying mm-hmm. after 20 minutes if the time has gone by nobody was able to solve it and then the group of boys mm-hmm. walks up to the uh, professor to the teacher and tells that um you know what there's something wrong with the problem i'm not able to solve it and okay. uh, professor says okay teacher says okay don't worry and then few minutes later a group of girls walk up and uh, to the same teacher and tell that listen i am not able to solve the problem there's something wrong with me mm. this, this is, is a true, true story. story okay wow okay so this is great you know why that is because that is that is because we as women especially in india let me tell you we have a huge imposter syndrome you know mm. wherein we constantly right. feel that we are not good enough why is it that why is that so right. because and i i can relate a lot with my upbringing even though my parents have supported me a lot but naturally i'm telling you that we as girls are brought up to be perfect look good right. have proper dress up have good hair learn to cook look well polished speak well um be well mannered get all A's in the on on the degree and that is why you have so many girls who are you know doing scoring 99% in both examinations and not able to clear the competitive examinations you know right. so all of that and and that is because we are raising our girls to be more perfectionist we should be raising them to be brave like the same way that we are doing right. to our boys you know if tomorrow right. if your son uh, you know falls walking you'll say you'll just stand there and say you know get up get up on your own yeah you know dust it off walk again that's that's how you're going to treat your son 
on the other hand the daughter was right. oh no 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 my bachcha my baby you know where did he, did it hurt did it leave the mark you know that's that's the regular approach even till date my father does not allows me to go up and open the door of my you know whenever he is around he's the one who will first reach out if if it's right. it's somebody knocking at the door he's the one who's going to reach out first these are very subtle um right. you know uh, ways in which perfectionism is sort of incorporated in our in the life of of a women so it then it sort right. of prohibits us to actually speak up in general right you know uh, right. and probably that's the reason that only 20% of coders are actually female in india 20% mm. 20% and i'm talking about all the ids combined i'm talking about tcs capgemini okay. tech mahindra uh infosys wipro all of them yeah okay so it's okay. it's huge that the difference is huge and that is where i felt yeah. that there is definitely a need to form some sort of a student community for women uh you know which is operating on a similar mm. initiatives like this and that is where she will she loves code was born uh and as a women if you ask me you put me in the women centric community or you put me with a group of women i instantly feel comfortable and when i'm learning i'm able to right. then speak up talk ask my questions so today the founder of course i'm a i'm a woman and it is all our trainers are female uh, are are uh, women uh, are females uh, all our community managers are female so girls are literally mm. just opened up to speak about anything and everything that they want to the kind right. of challenges that they fa- right. face uh some of them are literally just cooking rotis and attending our classes you know in the evening because they want to feed their brothers and husbands and who not right so they have their own set of challenges so it is also for the women who want to redefine right. their careers who want to uh you know start from the very basic get into a tech space uh want to restart their career after maternity leave or career gap all is that right. so yeah yeah i i felt that there was a need and this is certainly not possible in an environment where you know 80% of audience is actually women got it roshi this is great um uh, you know i wish you all the very best i'm sure you know it's going to like support a lot of women out there and i hope uh, you know the 20% increases and then eventually it comes to 50% why not even more um Oshin uh you spoke about the concept of you know she loves code and why it was started and stuff now as a business what uh, are your offerings you know for those uh, who are listening what does she loves code so offer? it's india's first coding bootcamp for women uh, which is also a pay after placement initiative so we train you for 6 right. months primarily on full stack development mm-hmm. at this point we are looking at launching another flavor of this course in cloud computing in the coming uh, probably in 2023 you know so for we train you for on full stack development for 6 months and we give exclusive 40 mm-hmm. hours of soft skill training as well which includes all your linkedin profile github profile uh, what to speak in the interview what i've spoken in this podcast before at the starting of this podcast all of that and then we right. place you in a company with minimum of 4.5 lakhs of package once you have been placed you can pay us with small monthly installments in a nutshell that is what it is wonderful uh 
great i think uh, i hope but only for women. kind of um, realized specifically yeah women yeah i hope women out there you know realize what a huge opportunity this is because they don't have to spend a single rupee they just have to put in their time and effort and then you know after they get a job that too you know you're Minimum. saying a part of it yeah. can be repaid 12 15 20% is what i heard you also spoke about this in another interview um oshin <clears throat> when you said you train uh, is this trainer led or is it self paced it's all live it's trainer led uh and uh, we okay. have classes every evening 7 to 9 pm for you to come in okay. our classes i do not believe a lot in uh, self paced courses reason is very simple we have all reached our saturation levels and if you look into the right. demographics really you will understand that only 7% of courses worldwide online are actually getting completed which are self paced right and which which is right. uh, you know a huge gap so agar self paced courses right, chal right. rahe hote to pura india skilled ho chuka hota abhi tak because there is way too much information correct, correct, correct. out there in my opinion it's yeah. all instructor led yeah. we teach you yeah. everything live we give you daily assignments something or the other small to work on you do a project with us so by the time you actually complete your 6 months course you already have two projects which you have built by yourself so aapka jo ek portfolio yeah. hota hai wo bhi during the course mm-hmm. ban jata hai so agar aapko mm-hmm. you know you want to tomorrow go ahead and take up your job and you are like i don't have an experience i'm just a fresher this portfolio is going to help you get one got it got it oshin and what is the eligibility you know um is there any age limit uh, what are the prerequisites can you so there is no that? specific prerequisites in in terms of um what you need to know or any specific um, degree that you have undergone for because we literally start from very basic mm-hmm. we start from what is high level language what is low level language what is computer what is binary language so that's where we start great. so somebody who's not touched a computer can also yeah. like come yeah. and go but you need great. to be that you need to put in of course a little more extra effort as compared to the ones who already come yeah. from a computer science branch you know for them it's a little easier right. but frankly speaking after five lectures they are also struggling only because yeah <laughs> you, you need to sort of practice a lot yeah got it do you have a entrance test of some sort we uh, are looking at putting up an entrance test uh, for the upcoming batch um, okay. you know which is not okay. like too hard you know to be honest we just need the right intention from your side that you're going to be completing this course you know that's what right. we are looking at right. we right. don't care a lot about what you already know okay it doesn't ma- it doesn't right. make sense for me to take up a cream audience and further whip them and then serve it in another flavor so it just doesn't uh, works uh, like that at least in my brain i i don't think so i'll be able to do justice if i just take up the already empowered audience i just want to have i want you to have the right reasons to be a part of this course that's it some skin in the yes. game from their side because there's nothing. nothing that they're paying at least the intention right. right intention really goes a long way we do sign an right. isi with them of course at the beginning when they join our courses uh, which is sort of an agreement that you know once you have completed this courses you will get a job in case you don't get a job after completing the course you don't pay us anything so we have a lot of skin in the game as well got yeah. it got it and there is no age limit is it there is mostly we don't uh take people who are who have 
past 2015 and before mostly but on the special cases for the women who are looking to switch their careers have had a career gap of course you know we do take them as well got it but largely you're looking for women who've graduated in the year 2015 or later ha huh, mostly mostly so the ones who are looking for a job who are looking for upskill themselves um uh, come from maybe a non technical background like a bba but still wants to pursue a technical career hmm. uh maybe somebody who is already doing a job severely underpaid wants to upskill and then get a better job right uh, maybe who most of this audience falls in under this category by the way wherein they have had um you know done, they have completed their engineering and right. after that they are not able to get a job right you know because they didn't really get proper skills folks from mca bca right. most of them are um not getting the kind of job that they're looking for so those people can enroll in got it oshin and um Yeah, uh, do you have a separate team for She Love Scored uh, apart from in, uh, Infispark? Okay, it's a non-overlapping team, is it? Mostly, yes. Okay, and what is the team size of She Love Scored at this point? Uh we are trainers minus because trainers they encompass most of um uh, Okay. Most of know, the team at She Love Scored. Most of the team because they are the ones who are running the show for us, right? right, right. So trainers minus uh we have 5 to 6 people who are working on She Love Scored at this point. great and uh, what are the numbers like you know how many students have you trained so far what is the conversion you know what is the ratio of people that enroll and uh, people that actually end up getting a job so uh, so far we are actually she love score is a very recent initiative we launched okay. it in we launched it in 2022 okay. uh, that is just last year so this okay. is our first batch which is currently ongoing so we oh, okay. received 800 plus applications for this but we enrolled wow. only 20 of them to begin with actually okay, okay. uh very selectively um which is the audience which we felt for had a right sort of an intent yeah. uh you know to be a part a lot of them come from the rural parts of maharashtra uh from different parts of uh, you know uh, country and are trying to uh build their careers some mm. from mca bca that sort of background and uh Currently the batch is still ongoing actually you know they are okay. in their final phases before the placements actually begin we are gearing up for the batch too but yes of course you know what we we do have certain set of advantage however in the placement if i have to tell you most of the companies today mm-hmm. have their have a lot of focus on diversity okay right. in terms of hiring the yes. candidates especially in the tech domain so we get that sort of slight advantage you know so even before starting she love scout i did speak with a lot of recruiters you know that what is that they are missing and they really needed a lot of female coders you know developers so as to fulfill their diversity targets that they had right. and i think that will that that sort of natural advantage that women have in this field as of now great and uh what i mean how confident are you that all the 20 are going to get placed um how <laughs> that's something <laughs> that the time will tell uh, you know but we are at least aiming for 85% of placement great great 
Um, so you said you had 800 applications and you chose only 20, right? So uh, two parts. I have a question, two parts. Uh, how easy, I mean, was it very easy to get 800 applications? Did you have to do any marketing, any expenditures? Or was it just, you know, sharing organic on social media? Uh, we did. We did. We did uh, run a lot of advertisements on the social media platforms, but that's what we do. Uh, that's what we have done. Um, most of it we have got from there. Uh, then, of course, we got we did a lot of webinars in mm. um, uh, some universities that we were connected with, mm. who sort of promoted our programs. Uh, okay. Not promoted, but we were able to grab some uh, attention of the audience who wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, what did you just have a number in mind? Look, you know what? We just need 20 people. Or... Yes. Okay. We did. Okay. We did. Uh, but because... you went through all 800 applications? Yes, of course. We shortlisted. Okay. No, what I, what I meant was, let's say, for example, you know, you go through the 100 applications and then you found your 20. Did you just keep the 700 in wait list for next batch or something like that is what I'm trying to understand? Or what is your application shortlisting process like? So there are multiple factors involved in it. Of course, the number one is the intent. So, uh, of course, the way that you fill up your application or the way that, you, that you're reaching out, we tend to sort of assess that what is the sincerity level of the candidate, you know, if they're willing right. to sort of complete the program. And the one of the major reasons of as a business person, as an entrepreneur, mm. um, who is looking at building up this initiative, mm. uh, we wanted to run our first batch very meticulously. Right. Very, uh, we didn't want to go overboard and have 100 people in our batch and mm. then um, struggle with whether we are doing it right way or not when we are doing the first batch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there has been a lot of learnings. Um, and I think that was a very good decision that we took to keep the bat size small so that we are able to interact with each of these students at one is to one level and understand what is working best for us and what is, what is working, uh, what, what, what is, that is not working for us, you know, so right. that sample size was very important for us, you know, um, we have done similar kind of initiatives, which are not pay after placement, but in, uh, in fees park as well, but that was with both girls and boys both. Right. But then here, when you're speaking with girls, right, they have their own set of challenges. And how well are we able to understand is what is going to differentiate Sheila's code overall, okay, right. from the regular pay after placement initiatives, right? So, for example, it took us a lot of time to actually get these girls to get that fear out that, yes, the first time that you're going to run your code, it's going to fail. It's not going to, mm. it's not going to get through, right? right. Girl, women, you know, sort of. I know this, this could be a little controversial, but I, I myself, I'm an engineer. I'm a computer science graduate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I turned into an entrepreneur. And, but for, for a lot of the audience in tier two campuses, especially women, girls, I've observed that they have this sort of imposter syndrome in terms of coding that whether my program is going to be legit and uh, am I writing a good code or not? Is it going to really run through or not? Right. You just have to understand that it's, you're not going to get it right in the first form. So it took us a lot of time to get them to code, really, really code and get away from just learning theory. Okay. So they are great at algorithms. They're great at, um, you know, understanding the concepts. Uh, 
but then when it comes to the practical implementation we really had to push them from their comfort zone right you know so we sort of you know for the coming up programs at first we started with introduction to programming then data structures algorithm front end back end and a little bit of system design this this is mostly our curriculum okay but then as in when i when we have worked with these kids we realized that we should actually take up data structures algorithm at the last for mm-hmm. most of these candidates can we do intro to programming and then front end and back end you know sort of to begin with it's uh, when when they run uh, front when, when they're working on front end it could be a little comparatively easier topic for them to begin their uh, journey they get more time to do their projects because by the time they are doing data structures they can sort of uh, get more proactively on the projects that has been taught in front during front end and back end classes so all these learnings are something that you get once you have run the program it it you just can't get that feedback just like that you know talking to the students right. uh, talking to just the audience you have to commit such certain mistakes to be able to you know uh, actually yeah. identify that what is going to work out yeah got it got it oshin um oshin uh, this you know i'd like to ask you this question from a different uh, perspective you know now we've spoken about your uh, business and the stuff that you do a lot of things but now um uh, not that you know this is of utmost focus or importance but just for the benefits uh, just for the benefit of some of the women that might be listening to this now you as a women entrepreneur right um you might there are a lot of women out there who may not be aware of what are the um, special initiatives that are out there it could be government it could be private but you know can you share some of the things that are available which you feel women aren't leveraging enough ha huh. so okay now there are there's so many programs which are out there you know there is right. race hoppers conference there is um you know there are there are programs which are run by a lot of these corporates um and the the fun part is that they sort of keep changing over the years right so not everything is going to be consistent from the time that i started my entrepreneurial journey uh in fact when we teach students as in one of our programs actually uh we have a full session which is dedicated uh talking about what are the government schemes which are available for the um for for the women to leverage let's say if they want to be an entrepreneur tomorrow what are the documentations which will be required and you know what would be if you if they if you tick mark those five parameters you can get up to 5 lakh rupees of loan you can get up to uh, 10 lakh rupees of loan to just begin your entrepreneurial journey and it can be a nano entrepreneurship as well it need not be something huge that you're going after uh, but something you know very as basic as um as basic as opening up a bakery of your own you know wow. okay. hmm. if if you don't come from that sort of a privileged background that i come from you know hmm. and you are there at in in the small place or district in maharashtra or andhra pradesh and you want to sort of self sustain become independent there are a right. lot of schemes which are available from uh, the government of india now i haven't personally leveraged those because i started my you know business a lot more bootstrapped uh, but then um 
a little bit of google search will help you certainly there are they are there are out there especially for women available yeah of course yeah uh, probably it wasn't fair on me to ask you fair on me to ask you you know fair on you to be asked that you know what are the programs i would rather you know rephrase the question uh, you know what would you ask women to do to kind of find these things google search obviously is one of the things but i think um, maybe you know visiting these websites do they have a special section like say these tech giants or you know the private corporations do they have you said they're looking for diversity uh if you have to simply say how to you know leverage that particular aspect is there anything special that women need to do or you know uh-huh. just focus on skills and go ahead you know that's probably I'll, where i was trying to come from yeah so i'll 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 certainly you know answer that question the obvious google google search looks like an obvious uh, obvious uh, option but i think so to be successful in your life you need to be an excellent researcher that's my right. philosophy you know and i also researching is also my superpower at least right. what my team says so right. you know to be able to dig into things and figure out i personally feel and because i'm running a lot of these programs in these corporates you know not every initiative deserves i wouldn't say deserve or requires a website hmm. Hmm. Okay. so there's a possibility that there is something out there which doesn't have its website of its own right not every initiative requires a press release right because press release is one of the hardest thing to get done from when you are working with extremely litigious organizations mm. so not everything is just going to be available for you to explore with a simple google search right. what you want to do however is you want to go on linkedin mm. and ye mera philosophy linkedin pe sabko prasad milta hai so you will probably be able to find answer to most of your questions if you scroll your linkedin properly if you're following the right set of people right people right you know right. if there is one particular company that you tomorrow want to work with or if you feel that this is a foundation which is more of a women centric then just follow one or two folks who could be leading that sort of initiatives for you and believe me they keep on posting a lot on right. these initiatives that you know we let's say they open, opened up a innovation center somewhere they set up excellence somewhere conducted a particular workshop uh, you know uh, they are inviting people to participate in their competitions in so that there goes a lot on right. uh, linkedin and that's right. the place that you need to be to be able Got to it. explore not everything has you know a website of their own Right? right because right. to get it done for these corporates for every little initiative that they do it's still going to cause them a lot of effort right social media is the platform that they particularly use and leverage and you mm. need to be on the same page with that got it uh great oshin um i think uh, i'd like to conclude this podcast by asking one question uh, what is your goal uh, where do you see she loves code say down the line 3 to 5 years down the line do you have i have a vision? 10 years i i would have i have more like a 7 year vision please yeah for that i didn't want to like you know you got like 5 <laughs> years because okay. i think 5 years would be a little less but uh, we are aiming at uh, building 10000 female developer workforce for india that's what our in 7 years by 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 2030 yes that's what the idea is amazing you're at 20 now and uh, you're looking at an 85% conversion rate uh, so that's somewhere <laughs> about 
and huh. you are aiming at 10000 amazing yes. uh, i wish you all the best uh, so we we'll you know. increase our batch sizes coming in the coming mm-hmm. um, you know course, uh, yeah. batches that's that's how it's going to be uh, we are looking at partnering with a lot of universities as well over these uh, years right. to make this right. kind of a success and let's see mm-hmm. how it goes No, the reason I specifically spelled it out is just nice. Okay, you know, from sixteen to ten thousand, you know, and that's uh, like a huge. <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, inspiring and motivating, also to kind of you know look Thank forward you. to that kind of a number. Uh, Oshin, uh, it was a pleasure uh, talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing so much information. Um, it was nothing uh, short of uh, great uh, talking to you. And you know what? Uh, I'd love to get back to you probably when you have hundred. uh people uh, you know 100 women developers that could be a milestone for us to have absolutely i'm just looking you know forward to that um, and thank you for having me here it was lovely interacting and sharing my experience you just you just you just have some sort of um you know magic about you of making the guest feel very comfortable that i have to give it to you certainly Thank you so much. Thank you. That's the best thing that I've heard. I guess. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad uh, you felt that way, Oshin. And again, uh, it was it was a pleasure having you. Uh, I wish you all the very best. And we will stay in touch. And uh, when it hits hundred, uh, I'll probably get in touch with you for another podcast. Yes, looking forward to that. Okay. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Edison OS. a no code edtech platform to operate an online education business knowledge entrepreneurs can use edison os to sell online courses from their own websites manage online master classes launch mobile learning apps sell online practice tests for competitive exams run online learning communities digitizing their offline tutoring business use it as a learning management system and a lot more cases in the domain of knowledge commerce